Hey, Lisa. Hey, Lee. It's good to see you today. <laughs> it's good to see you too. Will you help me with something? Of course. I can't remember what day it is. It's frontal lobe Friday. Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. I'm Dr. Lee Warren here with you on a frontal lobe Friday. It's my favorite day of the week. It's frontal lobe Friday. And we're going to talk today about one thing you can do to engage the incredible superpower that your creator gave you of selective attention. You get to decide. You don't get to decide a lot of things, what the tax rate is. You don't get to decide whether the global superpowers decide to get into a war. You don't get, you don't get to decide whether you develop cancer or somebody does something to you that's harmful. You don't get to decide everything. But there's one thing. God said, you can have this thing, my friend, and that thing is you can decide what you're going to think about, and you can decide how you're going to respond to the things that happen in your life, whether they're just the normal irritants or or happy moments of the day or whether they're massive things, traumas and tragedies and things that really hurt. You get to decide how you're going to respond. And so people that have a life where they can become healthier and feel better and be happier, guess what they have in common? They're self-brain surgeons. They're people who say, you know what, I can't control everything, but I can control what happens in the six-inch battlefield between my mind. So the question for us today, my friend, is do we want to be people who are constantly thrown off, as Paul said in, in Ephesians 4, constantly blown about by every wind that happens in the world around us? Or do we want to be people whose feet are planted solidly on firm ground and we know what's going to happen because we have a plan. We have a treatment plan in place. That's what my whole new book, Hope is the First Dose, is about, by the way, is how you can develop a treatment plan to help you build this incredible resilience so you can stand firm no matter what happens. And that's what your frontal lobes are all about. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. I'm going to give you one exercise, one little tool that I learned from a woman named Kayla Craig who's coming to the podcast soon. And you'll get to hear her story in an incredible book that she's written called Every Season Sacred. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to give you one tool today. I'm going to give you one song from my friend Tommy Walker, one thing to think about, and we're going to learn to take control of these incredible frontal lobes. We're also going to talk a little bit about something else in your body that's super important to brain health, and we're going to get after it. But before we do that, I just have one question for you. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. Are you ready to change your life? Well, this is the place, Self-Brain Surgery School. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and this is where we go deep into how we're wired, take control of our thinking, and find real hope. This is where we learn to become healthier, feel better, and be happier. This is where we leave the past behind and transform our minds. This is where we start today. Are you ready? This is your podcast. This is your place. This is your time, my friend. Let's get after it. All right, you ready to get after it? Here we go. Hey, listen, we talked a couple of times this week about how we're getting into wintertime, and during wintertime, everybody's getting colds and flus, and you're getting your flu shot, and we had COVID recently, and there's just there's just all these challenges to your immune system that happen in the wintertime, and there's also lots of times when we have to get together with other people. So we have family gatherings and Thanksgiving, which is my favorite holiday, by the way, along with Christmas. You have all these times when you're putting yourself in the position to be around other people, and that's not the time to be having your immune system 
messing you up and not working on your behalf. And I told you the other day, we had an episode a couple of days back where we talked about some of the research that I did back in the 90s when I was working at the Oklahoma Medical Research Foundation and how some of that research has turned out to be still relevant today as we've developed and the scientists have developed an understanding of the powerful connection between your gut and your brain and the microbiology of what happens in your gut and how it affects your entire body and your nervous system and your thought process and everything. And it turns out to be a two, two-way two street. Like What happens in your brain directly affects your gut and what happens in your gut directly affects your brain. And all of that comes down to the health or lack thereof of the microbiology environment, which is called the microbiome and the microbiota of your gut, the bacteria that live in your gut. And all of us, every mammal really, and you know when I say that, you know I don't think humans are animals. We're created separately and and distinctly. We have our own purpose and plan. We're the only things in all creation that are made in God's image. But if you just look at the zoology, the textbooks, and we're considered to be mammals because we have certain things in common with other Animals who give live birth and feed their children milk and all those things. So if you look at how all mammals behave in the first 48 to 72 hours of their life, they drink mother's milk and they receive something for the first two or three days called colostrum. And colostrum is this superfood that your mom gives you if you were breastfed for the first two or three days that has everything you need, all the nutrition, all kinds of immune molecules and, and a barrier basically that lines your gut to keep harmful things out while your immune system is developing. It strengthens the mucosal barrier of your gut. Well, somebody, some smart people at a company called Armra, A-R-M-R-A, have come up with this incredible powder that you can mix into your drink. And I have it every morning. Lisa and I both drink it with my athletic greens and my peak that we've talked about. Peak Life has teas and elixirs that can give you everything you need to boost your immune system, improve your skin, hair, and nail nail function, and just really make you feel better and add a lot of power to your immune system. But colostrum is an important component of that. And Armor has, has synthesized this cold chain biopotent technology that they use to concentrate colostrum's 200 living nutrients in their most pure and bioavailable form. And we use it every day. You mix it in your powder. You can get colostrum and the powerful immune system modulating benefits of it by drinking armorous substance mixed in with your water or athletic greens or mix it in with your peak life products or whatever you want and there's a link in the show notes if you're interested in checking out armor it's really really helpful it's something that i personally use every day and it really i think gives you a leg up on all the challenges to your immune system with all these organisms that are trying to get in there and cause you all kinds of trouble as the winter months come along there's a link in the show notes the, the code dr lee warren at checkout will give you a discount just check it out along with the peak life products that we've already talked about armor is one of the three things that i drink every day as we get into winter i think it'll be helpful to you just check it out so we talked about gut health okay and the reason the gut's so important is that your gut is the usb portal the, the thumb drive entry point of everything that comes into your body, right? You put something in your mouth, it goes into your gut, it gets broken down and it turns into a whole bunch of little packets of amino acids that present themselves to your immune system and are recognized either as friendly or foe. They're enemy or they're helpful. And the problem is because there's only 20 amino acids in our bodies, 
that some of the amino acid sequences in your good stuff, your joints, your organs, normal blood cells, looks the same spelling. It's got the same amino acid sequence as some of those bacterial sequences do. That's what my research back in Oklahoma was about. And so sometimes your immune system can get tricked and see some sequences that it thinks ought not to be there and they actually should be there. And that can create immune system problems for you. That's another reason to use colostrum, to use immune boosting superfoods and things like that to add into your diet, to give you some leg up, to keep some of those harmful things out of there. Okay, it's Frontal Lobe Friday. You heard Lisa say it. It's Frontal Lobe Friday. And today we're going to do a really short, quick little thing that's going to help you regain control when your mind starts racing and your fear starts to jump up and your limbic system starts to take over and you feel like you're getting ready to be knocked off your feet because another massive thing has happened or another major trauma or another reminder of something that's happened in the past and you're all of a sudden going down this stairwell of thought that's leading you into all this trouble and guess what happens your your brain kicks up memories that trigger synapses and all of a sudden your stomach hurts all of a sudden you're feeling that acid rise in your throat and you've just triggered the mind gut connection okay you've just triggered a connection between your brain and your gut that's harmful to you And now you're feeling pain in your joints. You're feeling pain in your shoulder blade. I've got that shingles reminder. When I lost Mitch, I've got developed shingles in my right shoulder blade. And you're starting to feel pain, physical pain in your body. That's because your brain is connected to your body. You're turning genes on and off that generate protein synthesis and turns on engines of things that hurt you. And it's time for you to retake control. Okay? So what happens is, if you can learn a strategy to get your brain back under your control, then you can stop those trains of negative sequelae from what happens when you think down negative trains of thought. You can stop them before they become problems for you. And you can then learn to remember one of our rules of self-brain surgery, which is that what you're doing you're getting better at, right? If you can learn to interrupt the process earlier redirect it to something more positive, then you can take control and avoid that detour and don't be knocked off your feet. That's what Frontal Lobe Friday is all about. Okay, We're trying to learn strategies for how we can re-engage, understand how our brains work, understand how God built us so that we can then take advantage of those things to become healthier and feel better and be happier. Right Now remember, this is New Thing November. We're getting ready to step into the year of the Lord's favor. If you say, hey, this year hasn't gone the way I wanted it to, and I really really hope next year is going to be better, then we got to be ready. If we want the year of the Lord's favor, if we want to finally break free of all those things that are holding us back, then we have to remember that what got us here to this place where we're saying, hey, I'm not quite there yet. I want something new. I'm ready to move on to the next level of my life. I'm ready to step into God's favor and his promises for me and stop covering the same ground and stop waking up and paying a tomorrow tax and all that. If you're ready, then we have to embrace the idea that what got us to this place is not what's going to get us to the next place. We've got to be ready to make some changes. And that's why Hebrews 12 is so important to us. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. These are two different things. There's sin, and maybe you've got some sin problems that you need to deal with because that can get you tangled up, right? And if you want to go to the next place, you're going to have to get untangled, right? You want to run the race, you got to take the weight off so you can move faster. But there's also things that aren't sinful, but they hinder you. 
And by now, if you've been thinking critically about this, you know what those things are. Maybe you need to journal that or write it down and think about it a little bit. What are the things that are hindering you? Maybe there are some sins. Maybe you need to deal with that. But maybe there's just some things that are hindering you. And for many of us, it goes back to that trauma and the tragedy and the massive things that happened in the past. And we just can't quit ruminating. We're stuck in grief. We, we, we're stuck in our cingulate gyrus is in neutral and we just can't move forward. And we got to figure out a way to deal with that. Okay. So Hebrews 12 reminds us that there's a great cloud of witnesses rooting for us. Get out on the prayer wall and you'll see it. There's people out there wanting you to succeed. There's people that are putting themselves out there that are hurting and need you to pray for them that are begging you to be part of their great cloud of witnesses. And there's people already in heaven that are rooting you on, that are saying, hey, come on, you can do it, right? There's people on your side. I'm one of them, by the way. Lisa and Tata and I are on your side. We want you to throw off everything that hinders. And we want you to throw off the sin that's so easily entangled so we can all run together. I bought a new product for our home gym the other day. Tata calls it the Moon River Fitness Center. Down in our shop, we have the MRFC. We all go down there and work out. We got our Peloton bike and treadmill and a rowing machine and some weights and, and some other stuff. And I bought this thing for us called Monkey Feet. And Monkey Feet's a, a fantastic little contraption. This is not an advertisement, by the way. It's just a, something I think is cool. Monkey Feet's a deal you can strap onto your shoes, and it's got a little clamp on the bottom that you can put a, a dumbbell, a free weight on. And you can basically attach weights to your legs and then lift weights like you do with your arms using your legs. It's a total game changer. If you've ever done weight machines for your legs you know it's very controlled and you can isolate one muscle group and and you know push or pull or abduct or adduct and those are great but when you put a free weight on your leg and you got to do a knee extension or a knee flexion or a lateral move and you don't have anything to stabilize it and it's not just one direction of a machine but it's a free weight hanging on your foot it is a total game changer now you put a 10 pound dumbbell on your leg and do 20 hamstring curls with your leg you've never it's never felt anything like that it's totally a game changer tata calls them monkey shoes but they're called monkey feet anyway what i've noticed is if i do that for a few minutes before i run and then i take the monkey shoes off monkey feet off then all of a sudden it feels like I'm running faster and stronger than I ever have before. And why? Because I've taken the weight off, right? That's what Hebrews 12.1 is telling you. You've been running, you've been dealing with something, but you've been carrying this weight with you, and it's slowing you down. It's, it's hurting you. So read that verse again and think about just taking those monkey shoes off, okay? Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Okay? Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Jesus is the goal. He's the standard. And he's right here in the story with you. And he'll help you. Okay? And this is the mind switch that I want to give you today. This is a quick little thing. Kayla Craig's book, Every Season Sacred. We're going to talk to her on the podcast soon. And she wrote this idea of having these little breathing prayers, these little breath exercises. It's not, she didn't come up with it. It's a practice the church has been doing for several thousand years now. But she's made the point here that I hadn't thought of in this way, that if you can develop this habit, when Paul talks about praying without ceasing, what does that really mean? Like if you could get to this place where you encounter something and it immediately challenges you 
and you normally would go down a whole stream of thought that's going to result in heartburn and, and joint pain and stress and fear and sleeplessness and worry and all those things or lashing out or opening a bottle or taking a pill or calling somebody or doing something. If you, if you have a trigger in a synaptic chain that normally results when you think a certain thing, if you can add this little breath exercise, it'll help you regain control. And here it is, a little prayer. I want you just to do this with me for a second. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. But <laughs> but wherever else you are, you might want to close your eyes and just think about this for a second. It's going to be weird, but we're going to just pray together for a second. And it involves taking physiological control of your breathing for a second and just breathe in. Take a deep breath in. Okay? And then while you breathe in, you're going to say this little prayer to God. Help me see you. So breathe in. Help me see you. And then breathe out. And while you're breathing out, in and around me. So you're going to add, help me see you in and around me. Help me see you in and around me. Breathe in. Help me see you. Breathe out in and around me. Now that seems weird, but why are we doing that? If you can start to envision that the Holy Spirit of your Creator God who made your nervous system and created your mind as the Wi-Fi network so he can communicate with your brain because your brain controls your life. And if you can develop this ability to call on him in real time and say, hey, my brain's getting ready to go down this pathway that I've created through years of reacting and responding to traumas and tragedies and massive things, and I'm getting ready to trigger that and just help me see you in and around me. Help, Help me remember that you're here with me. That you may not take me out of this moment, but you're going to help me be in it, and you're going to be in it with me, as you promised to help me bear this burden. Help me see you in and around me. Can you just add that 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 nanosecond that it would take you to develop this? Because remember, friend, what you're doing, you're getting better at. You're training your frontal lobes to remember that you are not in this fight by yourself. Okay? Now, you have an enemy obviously, an enemy that hates you and wants you to stumble, okay? Now, we can argue about whether salvation is losable or not. We can argue about whether the doctrine of once saved, always saved is correct or whether you can do something that could cost you your salvation. And I don't want you to worry about that right now. Just, But just recognize, okay, that if it's not a matter of losing your soul, let's say you're saved and you can't lose your salvation, and it's not a matter of the enemy being able to trick you into losing your soul, then what would the purpose be of having an enemy that wants to tempt you and all of that stuff? The purpose would be that he wants to mess up your abundance that Jesus came to give you because he doesn't want you to be happy, and he doesn't want you to be happy because if you're happy, you might be more attractive in the gospel presentation to other people who don't know Jesus yet, and your life might be a worse witness, and you would be less effective to help other people find their way to the hope that you have in Jesus. So that might be a reason why the enemy would want to tempt you. Another reason might be that he just wants to poke the eye of the Savior who died for you and say, look, yeah, you may have saved this guy or this lady, but I can make their life miserable, and I'm going to mess them up because I hate you. And that's what the enemy does, okay? Now, if you don't believe in all that spiritual stuff, it's okay. Just recognize that you have a voice in your head that's always trying to get you to think about stuff that doesn't help you. And you can at least agree with me on that. That's the neuroscience of it, okay? I think there's an actual spiritual enemy entity involved in that process. I think there's good scriptural reasons to believe that. 
but we can debate that, okay? But I want to give you a scripture, Isaiah 14, 16. There's a prophecy here where Isaiah, the Lord, speaking through Isaiah, is saying that the king of Babylon, which is a synonym or a, a metaphor for Satan, is going to fall at the end. There's going to come a time when he gets taken down. Like Jesus wins in the end. If you're a Christian, the one thing you can know is that you win. If you read the last page of the book, you know who wins. So the, the question is not do you win or not. The question is do you live victoriously in the middle of the battle, okay? So the king of Babylon is prophesied to fall. Satan is going to fall. And here's this, this earth-shattering statement that I realized we need to remember and know. Isaiah fourteen sixteen. there's going to come a time, he says, when those who see you stare at you, they ponder your fate and say, is this the man who shook the earth and made kingdoms tremble, who turned the world into a desert and destroyed its cities? That Basically what they're saying is Satan's going to be revealed as the trickster and fraud that he is. And people are going to shake their heads and go, really? I fell for that. That guy's a moron. Like, he had no power. He never had any hope of winning. He never had anything that was real to offer me. It was all a trick. It was just a joke. Really? I fell for that? Just remember, that's the end of the story, okay? So, if you can remember to call into your moment the guy who actually is going to win, the actual guy who can do something about your problem, the actual person, the Holy Spirit of the Creator God who made your nervous system as a communication portal to you and your life to help you feel better and be happier and find meaning and purpose and abundance in the midst of this story that contains your traumas and tragedies and massive things at the same time, if you can remember that you can breathe in and say, hey, help me see you, and breathe out and say, in and around me, then guess what just happens? You're not going to fall for the tricks anymore. You're not going to say, gosh, I don't want to think this. I don't want to feel this. I need to numb myself. I need to open that bottle, take that pill, send that text, click on that thing, buy that deal, place a bet, do whatever, eat those Cheetos. You, you won't fall for that trick anymore, at least not as often, at least not as severely, or you'll get back up more quickly. If you can add this little frontal lobe control exercise, help me see you in and around me why because he's there okay he's there the mayo clinic kayla craig also put this in her book it's really cool they have this little grounding exercise it's really helpful if you can take a second and physically go outside and put your feet on the ground look up in the sun like andrew huberman's always talking about how important it is to get some sunlight in your face in the mornings from a nervous system perspective and a whole health perspective you need the sun we don't need to be inside all the time You'll be significantly happier and healthier if you can just get some sunlight and get some light in your eyes and get your feet on the ground. It's even better if you can take your shoes off and just feel the earth and the electromagnetic field of this creation that God has made. This is not weird science stuff. This is legitimate science. Your body needs to touch the earth, okay? You need to touch the ground. You need to see the sun. So what can you do to just take a second and get your brain back under control? So if you're feeling distracted or having a hard time turning off the noise or dealing with all this stuff in your brain and you just can't get it under control, then try this little grounding exercise. The Mayo Clinic put this out. I'm not a, you know, not advocating for the Mayo Clinic, but they had a great article called 54321, Countdown to Make Anxiety Blast Off. It's a good way to get the momentary control back over your anxious moments if you're struggling. Okay, here it is. Sit quietly, take in your surroundings, 
and use your senses to start noticing. Remember the little prayer. Breathe in. Help me see you. Breathe out in and around me. And then what are five things you can see? Look at look with your eyes and quickly see five things. I see that cloud. I see that tree. I see that squirrel. I see my wife over there. I see the picture of Jesus on my wall. Five things you can see. Four things you can feel. My feet on the ground, the wind blowing past my face. I feel this uh, blade of grass that I can put my hand on. I feel Lisa's hand in mine if I'm holding her hand. So what are five things you can see, four things you can feel, three things you can hear. Okay, I hear the wind blowing. I hear that bird chirping over there. I hear that owl up in the tree. I hear my grandson laughing on FaceTime. What are two things I can smell? I smell the coffee in my cup over there. I smell the, the breeze bringing the aroma of the cornfield Next, over the next property over, I can I can smell two things. What's one thing I can taste? I can taste this amazing cup of coffee that I made. I can taste this beautiful meal that Lisa made. I can taste the wonderful mixture of Armour and Athletic Greens and Peak that I've got. So it's really quick. It's breathe in, help me see you. Breathe out in the world in and around me. Then five, four, three, two, one. Five things I can see. Four things I can touch or feel. Three things I can hear. Two things I can smell. One thing that I can taste. And just really quickly, what is that doing? It's getting yourself in control of the moment. Okay? This is a practical exercise of what to do when you start to feel like you're going to go down that crazy train again. When that trauma or tragedy or massive thing is going to call you back into its reality. Okay? You don't have to go there. Healing is a process, okay? It's not an event. It's not a one-time thing. It's a process. And this is one of those processes you can use to get things back under your control. Now, one thing I want to give you, just a little thought process here, is I want to give you, as we're almost at Thanksgiving, this idea that gratitude is an incredibly powerful way to get your brain back under control and get things working for you instead of against you again. Gratitude is incredibly important, okay? And it's really hard when we're hurting. It's hard to think of being grateful. But I'm telling you, if you can wrestle control of your thought process away from the problem and towards something to be grateful for, then you'll be able to solve the problem or get after dealing with the problem more effectively because you're turning your frontal lobe back onto problem-solving mode, managing mode instead of reacting mode with your limbic system, okay? Frederick Beekner wrote something that I think is super important. And this is a little bit of a hard practice here, okay? It's hard because I'm, I'm constantly telling you to stop thinking about the past so much, to stop ruminating on things that have happened. But there is some value in time traveling a little bit back to the thing that hurt us. There's a little bit of value if you can keep it under control and use it this way. Frederick Beekner said this about tears, about when we cry. Whenever you find tears in your eyes especially unexpected tears, it is well to pay the closest attention. They are not only telling you something about the secret of who you are, but more often than not, God is speaking to you through them of the mystery of where you have come from and is summoning you to where, if your soul is to be saved, you should go to next. Think about that for a second. When something brings you tears, when you look back on that memory of losing your son or finding out about the glioblastoma or finding out about the affair or whatever it is, when you find those tearful moments, here's the hard thing, okay? But it's the path to healing and wholeness. Here's the thing. 
find the thing that you can see in, by, in the process of looking back at the past and comparing it to how you are now. Find the thing that you can be grateful for that has evolved or changed or become true in your life because of the massive thing that you went through. And if you can find that thing to be grateful for, it's not saying, please understand, it's not saying that you're happy that the thing happened. Okay, it's not saying that. But since it did happen, how has God shown up and kept his promise, that Romans eight twenty eight promise, that all things can work together for the good of those who love me and are called according to my purpose? How can he keep, how has he kept that promise? I can tell you, as I've told you before, 10 years after losing our son Mitch, in the most horrific and violent way possible, I can tell you, I am a better person than I was then. I have grown and changed in immeasurable ways. And I've seen my family, my marriage become stronger. I've seen my family come together. I've seen my children grow and become more resilient. And I have seen myself learn how to take a problem that that's hurting me and, and dive deeply into it and examine it as a scientist and understand it and be able to articulate what it is and how I've learned from it and what I'm doing to move past it in a way that helps other people. That's why you're hearing my voice right now. So when you feel those tears, take a second to say, help me see you in and around me. What have I learned? What have I done? How have I changed? How have you been faithful to me? How have you kept your promises? How can I see something in that pain over all these years that you've used to keep your promises and for which I can be grateful and the, pro- the thing about that, my friend, is if you can do that, pay attention to your tears, especially the unexpected ones that come back when you're in the Hallmark store, when you see the, the picture that reminds you of the thing that happened, the massive thing, and all of a sudden the tears are there again. And, they, and that'll happen to you, by the way, even 10 years later. It's well, Frederick Buechner says, it is well to pay the closest attention to the tears because they're not only telling you something about the secret of who you are, But more often than not, God is speaking to you through them of the mystery of where you have come from and is summoning you to where, if your soul is to be saved, you should go to next. It's New Thing November, okay? He says, see, forget the former things, Isaiah 43. Forget the things. I'm doing a new thing. I'm the guy who makes streams in the wilderness. I'm the guy that makes streams in the desert and way in the wilderness. I'll make a road that's going to end in the Red Sea, but I'm going to part that water for you. So pay attention to those tears because what you're doing, you're getting better at. So if you can go back in time and look at something hard, something massive that happened and find something to be grateful for about the journey that that put you on, not to be happy that it happened, but to be grateful for how God carried with you, went with you through it and carried you at times through it and how you've evolved and changed and become strengthened and bettered and how other people have been helped by your story and how your family is stronger or you've recovered or you've healed or whatever your story is. If you can find something to be grateful for, then you can step into that year of the Lord's favor, that new thing that he wants to do. You can cast off, take off those monkey feet and your legs will feel fresh and strong and you'll feel better. And it starts with getting your frontal lobes under control. Help me see you in and around me. 
Okay. I hope this isn't weird. I hope you don't think it's metaphysical. This is a real spiritual practice that you can do. Five, four, three, two, one that will produce less anxiety and help you regain the high ground so that your frontal lobes are working for you. So you can cast off everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles and you can run with perseverance. The race marked out for you, my friend, by fixing your eyes on Jesus, calling him in to every moment make every season sacred every moment holy take control and that's how you do it breathe in and breathe out healing is a process it's not a one-time event my friend i'm gonna tell you a little story about when i was in iraq we would we would lead worship we had a little chapel and a band and a good a good group of musicians that were all deployed together and we we would make music and we'd lead a worship service and we'd start the worship service with a slow kind of a what we'd usually do a kind of a praise song and then we would go into sort of a prayer, a prayer time and we'd play a song often by Tommy Walker it was way before I even knew him personally and I was playing his song when all is said and done it's real slow I'm gonna play it for you in a minute real slow contemplative kind of song when all is said and done and everyone is gone Lord you're really all I want when the best this world has just leaves me feeling numb Lord, you're really all I want. All that I long for, all that I hope for is just one touch of your loving hand when all is said and done. Lord, you're all I want. And I have this memory, this perfect memory of this soldier that came in, big, tall African-American man, big, strong guy. He had body armor on, Kevlar helmet, M4 carbine, had a couple grenades. He was probably a special operator or something. He had all this gear and he's standing there and he's so tight. Like he obviously had just been in a firefight or been out on patrol or something. And the guy was just wired up and you could see the stress and the tension in his muscles. He was holding his rifle close to his chest and kept his helmet on inside the, the uh, chapel. And we're singing all that I long for. All that I hope for is just one touch of your loving hand. Lord, you're really all I want. We played it over and over and over. And then he set his rifle down. He was right in my line of sight. And we kept singing. And then he took his body armor off. And we kept singing. And he put his helmet down at his side. And he kept singing. And then he dropped his hands. And then we kept singing. And eventually he was raising his hands. And by the end of the song, he had his hands up. And he was weeping. And he was worshiping. And he had just let all that go. He cast off everything that was hindering him and he was able to relax in the presence and that breathing in and breathing out of, of seeing his God come alongside him in that moment of whatever it was that he was going through. The battle for him was a physical one. For you, it might be a spiritual one. It might be a mental one. It might be a, a relational one, but whatever that battle is, I want you just to use this song as a, a few minutes to just let your frontal lobes help you regain control of that thought process and step into that moment where you know he is with you and you're not alone and you're going to tell that enemy really is this what caused nations to stumble really i fell for that i'm not falling for that again no i know who i am and i know who i whose i am and i'm not falling for that trick anymore i'm not going down that pathway of spending a whole day racking my brain about what I need to do or why this happened or why she did that or why he sent that message or why this occurred or why God wasn't with me that because he was and now I can see him help me see you in and around me 
We're going to take control of our frontal lobes today, my friend, because it's Frontal Lobe Friday, and I want you to become healthier and feel better and be happier, but you can't change your life until you change your mind, and it's time to get after it, my friend, because we're getting ready to go into the year of the Lord's favor. We are going to be grateful. We are going to be thankful, and we're going to be smart self-brain surgeons. We're going to be good because what we do, we're getting better at, and we're going to start doing better stuff because it's time to get after it. And the good news is, we can start today. All is said and done, and everyone is gone. Lord, you're really all I want. And the best the world has just leaves me feeling numb. Lord, you're really all I want. that I long for, all that I hope for, is just that sense of you coming near, all that my heart is hungry to have is just one more touch from your love said and done Lord you're all I want Can you sing it with me? When all is said and done and everyone is gone Lord you're really all I want When the best of
Hey, thanks for listening. The Dr. Lee Warren podcast is brought to you by my brand new book, Hope is the First Dose. It's a treatment plan for recovering from trauma, tragedy, and other massive things. It's available everywhere books are sold, and I narrated the audio books. Hey, the theme music for the show is Get Up by my friend Tommy Walker, available for free at TommyWalkerMinistries.org. They are supplying worship resources for worshipers all over the world to worship the Most High God. And if you're interested in learning more, check out TommyWalkerMinistries.org. If you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at WLeeWarrenMD.com slash prayer, WLeeWarrenMD.com slash prayer, and go to my website and sign up for the newsletter, Self Brain Surgery, every Sunday since 2014, helping people in all 50 states and 60-plus countries around the world. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. And I'll talk to you soon. Remember, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today.